What's up, everybody? Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Tug of More. We back. We're here. So glad that you were taking some time to hang out with us. As That's we right. We talk about this difficult adult life. That's right. The struggle, the fight, the tension between <laughs> where we are, where we want to be, and oh man, it's there's a whole tug between there, and that's what the tug of more is. So we talked about we've talked about uh, so many concepts, ideas. Yes. We are over a hundred episodes in. That's true. And it's been fun. Yeah, conversation just between the two of us, two friends who work in ministry and do a lot of life together. And uh, man, for all of our followers, all the people who are on the tug team, yeah, we've been talking into more together for a minute. But also, we've been talking about uh, in this last season, we've been talking about what it looks like to learn how to also rest and be content in our tug, in our fight. And it's been a different kind of season, but I kind of like it. Yeah. What? No, I don't know. What's happening? No, there's a lot of thoughts. Okay, go, say them. No, you know, we're also we're also Jesus people around That's here. That's very true. If you didn't know, we're, we're down with Jesus. That's right. We're down with G-O-D. When <laughs> I was a kid uh, back in Michigan, we would do this event called Flint Outreach. Yeah. And all of us guys, we would get a, a like face paint and we would paint on our arms G at apostrophe S number four ever. Jesus, Jesus forever. Oh, okay. But we were like G's, G's for G's Jesus. for Jesus. Okay, yeah, me and Winnie, good. we're G's for Jesus. <laughs> Not Jews for Jesus. No, that's We different. love Jews for Jesus. Yeah. But we're, we're G's, G's. Oh, Jesus. G's. We're old people who love God. And we love God a long time. Did you ever watch McGee and Me? 100%. You did? Yes. You, McGee you, and Me was the best. It was like cartoon. It was like the most cartoon Jesus-y thing that you could watch. Uh, well, should we no. put a picture of McGee and Me? Yeah. Can we find one on the internet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then there's Bible Man. You watch yes, Bible Man? Yeah. That was weird. He's like a robot. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting nervous if these things are going to exist on the internet, but they do, right? Yeah, Somewhere. yeah. I listen to... You listen to your Dan and Louie tapes. Dan and Louie. Dan, uh, Dan Betzer had a, a wooden dummy named Louie, and it, I listened to those all the time. That's true. I listened to Adventures in Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, those were a blast. What else? We had Salty the Singing Songbook. I was in a Salty the Songbook yes. play. Yes. What's the robot one? Do you remember? What goes in is what goes out. Input. Output. output. Yes. Um, what was that guy? Giga something, Giga oh. Chad. No. Nope. What about the Donut Man? Did you ever watch the Donut Man? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't mean, remember what it was though. Yeah, it's just about a Jesus and donuts. So maybe yeah. that's why I love donuts so much. <laughs> Subconsciously. Yeah. Dude, I'll eat some donuts. Yeah. You guys like donuts? Uh, I will if eat you... a donut over cake any day. Okay, but are you are you a cake donut person? Not yet. Or a what are they called? The Krispy Kreme donut, the fluffy well, airy Chris donut. Krispy Kreme is too sweet for me. Like it's too sugary. Okay. But I like a, a I like a regular fresh donut. Yes, that is my kryptonite. I can eat six of them, and the, then I'm miserable. The, the light, the light, the ones. light one. I like a cake donut. I will eat a cake one and enjoy it, but you, that is more like coffee and donut kind of like only one meal? meal, one donut <laughs> vibe. The yeah. other one is like give me a box of donuts and I'll eat the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I like. I grew up in Flint. There was a. Uh, cake donuts we would go to donna's donuts you may or may not get shot stabbed or mugged in the parking lot okay. but donna's donuts was we had daylight donuts in oklahoma of course uh, you see how yeah. how different the experience <laughs> daylight yeah. this is beautiful here and in, in in fort worth we have hertz donuts yep this episode brought to you by hertz donuts. i wish i wish what did I, next time we should have some donuts I, while we film me and the lillian episode. me and lillian regular go on daddy daughter brunch dates okay titus is not down so me and titus we went to hertz donuts together drove him up there oh, that's smart. went to the lego spot got some he doesn't want to sit through the experience no he don't want to sit through brunch with me he wants yeah. to do something yeah, yeah so hertz you know hertz donut is you know their logo is a band-aid because mm-hmm. you know you punch somebody and then you say hertz donut donut, donut? and yeah. so like me and him i taught really him what that fun. meant and so i just punched him all week and so now he's hertz punching donut. people all week <laughs> He'd been punching people. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Here at More Church, we, uh, in our children's ministry, have them, the, our kids' workers, make an incident report yeah. if something happens, if a kid falls down yeah, or starts bleeding. Purposes. or yeah. Incident report. Yeah. 80% of the incident reports <laughs> that have happened have Titus associated somehow. Hey, that's okay. You know, this is church too. He's yeah, I'm not trying sure to it's make okay. his mark. We might have Rachel go in and sit in kids' church with oh. them. 
he she did that in school and it helped, right? Yeah. So that's good. But we've been Jesus people for a long time. Yeah. Listen to the cartoons. I remember one time uh, I got a Nintendo, the original Nintendo, and it might have been the Devil's Box. We didn't know yet. And so my parents <laughs> bought me a Jesus-centered Nintendo video game. Yeah. It was the worst. You're Noah, and you have to run around and collect really? all the animals. And Noah would grab the animals and pick them up over his head and then run them back to the ark and throw them in the ark. And you had to connect that's all the animals. So, and then so the game won and it started raining and God's hand closed the door of the ark. And it was like, well done. <laughs> good, <laughs> good, good and faithful and It's not even biblical. It's not what God said. But yeah. So, really? That's oh, yeah. really interesting. All the, yeah, that all makes the sense. Jesus things. Then they started VeggieTales. Yeah, VeggieTales. That's like, that's like are the next generation. I still sing I sing VeggieTales. Julia, our yeah, producer yeah. today, Julia she's raising her hand. She knows VeggieTales. I still sing VeggieTales songs with my kids. I sing You Are My Cheeseburger. If you like to talk, talk to, to tomatoes. tomatoes. Yeah. That's, the, that's their theme that's song. That's the theme song. Do you know the cheeseburger one? Yeah. You are my cheeseburger. Oh, uh, yummy cheeseburger. Yeah. yeah and so me silly. and Lillian yeah. sing that. The one about the hairbrush. That's the one that, yep. oh, where is my hairbrush? Yeah. That's the one McKinley liked, yeah. So, hey, if you have kids and they don't know any of these, you need to show them this junk. True. I tried to show my kids an episode of, uh, ooh, I don't even know if I should bring it up. But what? The Cosbys. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, Bill Cosby. It's a little bit scandalous now. Like, But if you watch the shows, they were great yeah, life I don't know. lessons. So, Bill Cosby, I used to watch Cosbys as a kid, and there was this episode that I tried to show Lillian and Titus, and... Uh, and they started going like this, Dad. Yes. This hurts my eyes. Yes. Because it was like in such bad quality. That's it's what like, happened with my kids in Prince of Bel Air. The Fresh Prince oh, of really? Bel Air. I tried to show them. Same thing. They're like, Did you watch TV like this? This blurry? And yeah. I'm like, Blurry? What do you mean? And, but yeah, it wasn't in high def. <laughs> What's it called? I don't even know. 4K. 4K. What was it? It was in, it was in 0.2K. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> I what don't it know was. what it was in. Regular. Uh, all right, we got all kind of stuff. Track. We got all kind of stuff going on. That's true. Pastor Phil has turned into our associate uh, Facebook Marketplace pastor. That's true. He's been selling things and making deals and wheeling and dealing. I keep seeing him walk by. Is that why? I was like, "What are you bringing that up for?" But yeah, he's selling a he's selling an old soundboard today. Yeah, dude. He's, yeah, dude. Straight. Julie banking. and I were in the lobby of the office area, and he turned it on, and we both about jumped a mile and a half because it made that, you know, that screeching yeah. sound and scared the junk out of us. So if you need any uh, random uh, random assortment. Assortment, assortment of church products, we are uh, knocking them down and selling them low. That's What's true. The, yeah. <laughs> That's I, true. I don't know what Everything is. must go. Everything I don't know. Everything must go. Everything that we don't want must go. Okay, so we... You know, those sales, I think they work. You drive by, and it's like a going out of business sale. Yeah. And then people go in. You know what else? You know what we need to do? A series called The End is Near question mark and maybe a bunch of people will come. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Or leave and get mad. Who knows? Which one? Yeah, both happen. Yeah, both. You know <laughs> what else? We gained as many people as we lost. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We it's lost 100 and gained really 100. It's really true. It's really true. The other thing is estate sales. I'll go to an estate sale an estate and buy some sale. dead person stuff. I, Friday or Saturday last week, Aaron and I were going to the gym. And so we're dressed for the gym and we're driving down the road in our neighborhood and there's an estate sale. And I'm telling you, mm -hmm. 40 cars on the yeah. side of the road parked going to look at this house one you know Aaron Barster's going to look at the house like oh, this house is about curious. to go on the market yeah, let Aaron's me see curious. what it looks like yeah. what it's going to be but I mean there are people in there and the thing about estate sales these days though they're not selling it for like bottom basement prices no it's expensive they're selling top dollar they're trying to claim it as antique that junk's not antique no that's just not, some was junk. it antique road show and you uh -huh. see it all that oh this is worth whatever no yeah. this is from grandma there was one it made me so sad there was a stocking with a little boy hayden's name on it and i'm like nobody wants hayden's stocking no but, but they hayden were trying is, to sell it for seven dollars and i'm like but hayden is now 49 yeah and he <laughs> don't care throw it away yeah. throw it away it was so weird but rachel likes the state sales. yeah people will go we didn't buy nothing but we did sure walk around we can no longer take titus to garage sales why he wants it all Oh, he wants to buy it. Yeah, we had the more market fail. And so we had the more market. <laughs> we, my bad. we already talked about that on me. <laughs> on a podcast. Black eye. No. My bad. You know how much stuff Titus snuck to our house? I bet. Too much stuff. He probably told people, this is my church. No, I'm no. We've already had I'm that teasing, talk. I'm teasing. We've already you. had that I'm talk. I'm teasing. Uh, no, so yeah, garage sales, bottom basement. What are we actually going to talk about today, though? Okay, Whitney wants to get on Well, we've been here. talking for nothing about nothing for 10 minutes. I'm like, been, let's I've been talking go. About, dude, Jesus forever. <laughs> I'm down with the DC talk. How about we didn't even talk about worship 
music back in the day. Oh. You ever listen to DC Talk? DC Talk. Jesus what about, is all right with wait, me. what about the, uh, what is that? The oh, Newsboys. That's who I was trying to think of. The guy with the war of the black eyeliner. Yeah, Jars of Clay. Oh, Jars of Clay. Creed, Audio Adrenaline. Creed, question mark. They, no. Hey. That was scandalous. It was scandalous. It was scandalous to say that they could be. With our homes wide open. Yeah. Was, Who's the other one? There was another what, one that was like really got famous. We had an intern, my youth pastor, he got an intern. His name was Brent. I want to say his last name, but I'm still social media friends with him. Yeah, don't say and his name. Brent came as an intern. That dude made out with every senior in our youth group girl. But he played music or what happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Music? Oh, yeah. Sorry. He <laughs> preached a sermon. He preached a sermon. <laughs> and he music? had like an audio adrenaline oh, all, like song played in his altar in, call. Really? Yeah. And everybody was, cr- Brent was like, everybody's going to be crying. I'm going to get everybody oh. crying. He told some real sad story yeah. and played this song. God, what was it? I don't and, know. And everybody was crying. And then he's out making out with Debbie in the hey, parking lot. Hey, you know, <laughs> Skillet? My what about friend, Skillet? Jeff. My what? friend Jeff is going to be laughing. He watches. He's going to be laughing so much because he knows these people. Because he knows who it is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Skillet is uh-huh. one. Remember? Who else? Uh, the W's. The W's. You are the devil and the devil oh, is yeah. bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about it. I was thinking about the hotel, the W, but then I'm like, you're right. That was, what was the, what was the, Point of Grace. I was trying to think of the like I don't know that female band. That's some Christian Jesus-y. Reba McIntyre. I don't yes, know about yes, Reba McIntyre. Point of Grace. Those Cross terrible. Movement. That's some uh, Christian rap. Oh, I don't know that one. I don't know rap ever. Yeah. So, uh, dude, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> We're Jesus people around here. <laughs> That's true. He's with us. That's right. He's empowering us. <laughs> but you know, sometimes you just don't have Jesus power and you just can't pull it off. Sometimes La- you come up with good ideas, but not God ideas. Yeah. And then you have to let them go. Well, you know, I'm sad because last week we didn't have an episode. We did not have an episode last we week. We released every Tuesday with a plan. At midnight, it comes out all the time, every time. Here we go. And so we had so many people on the tug team last Tuesday message us. What happened? Why are you not Where's here? Where did you go? I am missing uh such this great, high quality content high quality great that wisdom. i need every day in my life and we just we couldn't do it last week no we couldn't too many things too busy just couldn't do it and, you, and so we hadn't filmed and it was like monday last week at like 5 30 and me yeah. and you looked at each other and i was like i can't do it right now no we're gonna try to film an episode my brain is done i want to get just, up out of here the it'll just be random conversation down. about like uh, oh, this is like fun. Christmas or Christmas Christian music and Christian thing. I'm joking. And yes, donuts. it'll be fine. And donuts. But it what we said to each other though, I thought was profound and good. And what we need to hear sometimes on the tug team is that the only people that were holding us to that required standard for that day was us. Yes. Now, yes, our tug team missed us. They were sad they didn't get to listen to a podcast of us, but. There's a bunch of other podcasts they got to listen to probably that day. But we could not make it happen. Sometimes you just can't make it happen. And if you try to make it happen, you force it to happen, it actually goes a whole lot worse. And so we actually made the right call by saying, hey, we can't. So here's what we're talking about. Sometimes you can't. Yes. And in those times that you can't, you have two options. You can beat yourself up. That's right. Or just admit this. Guess what? You're a human being. There's only 24 hours in a day. You also have children and a wife to go home to and other responsibilities. And sometimes you just have to put it down. Yeah. How many times have you not put it down? Oh, a lot of times. The most of my most life. Most of the time. I haven't put it down well. Right. I think that when you are in that tension between where you are and where you want to be, it's really easy to look at where you're at and go, but if I put this down, I'm not going to get further. I'm not going to get down the road. I'm not going to get to where I want to go. And so I'm going to keep holding on to it. I'm going to keep picking it up. I'm going to keep doing And then you find yourself just dropping things. Yeah. Just a few minutes ago before uh, we came into this room to film, I was helping Easton carry some stuff from one room out to another. And I still had my phone with me too. And I like carried, of course, as much as I could carry humanly possible in my arms and then i took my phone and i set it right mm-hmm. on top of everything else and guess what i dropped the thing that cost a thousand dollars the most important most expensive not, thing not my prop from three months ago yeah. that was three dollars i literally maybe. said to him don't drop anything or <laughs> or you know people will be stressed out he's like or none of us will notice because it's been in this back room for six months. I was like, that's true. But yet I dropped this more expensive thing that I use constantly all day long, every day, because I was trying to balance too many of cheap and expensive things. So what do you need to put on, Tug yeah. Team? What out there 
have you said yes to that uh, you're the only one holding this grand expectation over yourself right. that maybe you, you don't need to do? Maybe you need to say, I can't right now. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be, I can't forever. Yeah. I think that's the part that you and I get like super stressed mm -hmm. about is that if I say I can't today, what if that means I can't for the next 10 years? If we don't do the podcast, what if we never do the podcast again? Ever again. Yeah. If we just say no today. Like, you know, there's days that you work in working out. We've been going to the gym, doing good. There's days that I think if I don't get up and change my life today and like get up and go, I might fall into the pattern of never going again. But that's not true. I just have to decide tomorrow to get back at it. And I think sometimes we hold on to things so afraid that we won't pick it up again. But maybe if we keep holding on to it, it'll all fall apart and break and we'll never get to pick it up again. I was at the gym the other day and Aaron Winnie's husband came and got on the uh, rower next to me. Yes. That dude is a machine. That's true. I hate that rower. <laughs> I hate it. It's hard. I'm not good at it. My I don't feet, understand how My to, feet fall yeah, out of the straps. Aaron gets on it and it's uh, whoosh, it's like perfect form and perfect timing. He's sweating. He all should over have the place. been on the row team somewhere. He looks like he got hit by nine water balloons yeah, before yeah. he even walks over That's there. That's real. But dude, he was putting me to shame. Yes. That's all. Oh, <laughs> a great illustration. Some, no, no oh, illustration. <laughs> just sometimes, sometimes you're just not what you want to be. You're it's just true. You're just not what you want to be. Sometimes it's like, you look dang, like I'm not. I'm not doing good right now. <laughs> I am not good at this. Yeah. I do sit-ups with Kyle, and he's doing V-ups, and I'm just over there dying. My abs hurt. I can't barely get out of bed the next morning. I'm like, I'm not good at this. Right. But, but guess what? I'm good at some other stuff. That's right. Because they want to go over and do shoulder press with me. And they're they, they're in you, trouble. Then you'd be killing it. Yeah. They're in trouble. Sometimes you just can't, and yeah. that's okay. Get better at it. Work at it. Pick yourself up. Mm. Keep on going. But also, don't be trying to do the things that are not your thing. Like, I think some of that is good and like recognize your gift, recognize your talent, recognize where the lane you should be running in instead of trying to be running in all the different lanes. Yeah. How many times have we tried to run in too many different lanes all at once? And, and then really the lane that we're supposed to be running in, I'm not running at full capacity. I'm yeah. not running it well, because I'm trying to do these ones that actually I can't, I shouldn't be doing. About eight years ago, we stepped into like senior leadership yeah. of the church. And uh, dude, stuff was falling apart. Church is about to close down. No money, no staff. Even, it was a disaster. No, yeah. And then after about a year, everything kind of stabilized. Yeah. Right. And then we started to grow. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we added a third service, and we mm -hmm. really like, oh, what? Yeah. Like we're a church. We're doing good. And just making a church. <clears throat> and the minute that we gained some like stability and some momentum, momentum, yeah. we started adding junk all over the place. Literally, anytime it was a good idea, we were like, let's do it. We were adding midweek this and midweek that and late night prayers and devos and Trustin's teaching over here and Winnie's dedicating babies over here. I'm telling you. Everything. We said yes to all of the classes, all of the discipleship things, all second of the teams. Second Sundays, remember that? We got second Sundays. <laughs> we we got people doing things. homeless ministry. And we're, we're, literally, anything came along, we said yes. And you know what happened? It, it took away from the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. It distracted us from the main vision that God And so us. we yeah. had to have, we had a conversation yeah. and we said, "Hey, we have to stop starting things." And we made a promise to each other and to our staff, we're not going to start anything new for how long do we it say? It was a year. Yeah. We're not going to start anything new for a year unless Jesus shows up at the foot of my bed yeah. and wakes up me and Rachel at the same time and tells us the same stuff. We're not well, the only thing new. we said was on the table was adding another service, which is what we ended up having having to do, getting to do. Right. But we said we're not going to get to that place yeah. if we keep starting. If we keep starting things, if we <laughs> and we had to not only stop starting things, we had to look at it and go, okay, what can't we do anymore? Sometimes you got to kill some stuff. Yeah, because we were doing yeah worship nights, encounter nights. We were doing Holy mm. Spirit night. We were doing all of these things. Yeah. And they all had good intention. Yeah. They all had good meaning of why we wanted to do them. They had good people coming to them. Maybe not all the people, but some people coming here, some people in there. And so it was easy to look at it like, oh, this is kind of going good. Yeah. But overarchingly, holistically, yeah. we can't. Get this. Too much. Sometimes more equals less. I was like, are you going to say it? Do it. Say it. We're in a series. <laughs> we're in a series right now, a mini series. 
which is funny we call miniseries because it's three weeks. And it might end up being four or five. We never yeah, know. <laughs> but I mean, we've done 13 week series. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. For it's, us, it's a miniseries. It's going to be sure. a, it's going to be a miniseries. Yeah. And uh, we've been talking about that idea that more sometimes equals less, which is kind of confusing because more is better. Right. More is more. Sir, would you like some more ice cream? Yes. Yeah. That's better. You want some more money? Yes. That's I better. literally have a shirt that says yes is more. And it's like <laughs> we say yes to things yeah. because they're going to be more. And like yeah. we're going to end up with so much. We end up with so much on our plate because we just keep saying yes. Yeah. Because we think more is best. Yeah. And we believe that more is best. We believe more is what God has for us. It's why our church is named more church. Yeah. But the truth is uh, more is actually less. A lot sometimes. Of times. Sometimes yeah. you've got to really review what you're doing. Say, is this a good idea or a God idea? Is this the season to do this thing? Yeah. And maybe less is what I need to choose. Yeah. No, it's really good. You uh, started the first week, did a great like explanation and understanding of the fact that we pack on so much in life because of our yes, because of our good intention, because of our uh, you know desire to please, our mm -hmm. desire to look like we're doing it right, like we've got it all together, maybe to get a title or an accolade, but we end up packing on so much that then the thing that God has for us, the mm -hmm. actual more that God intends for us, mm -hmm. oftentimes the more that we're actually striving for, we're so weighed down, we're so bogged down by all these other things that we've said yes to, mm -hmm. that we actually can't get there. Yeah, And it was great uh, because you gave such practical, analogy that I don't think it was possible to sit in the room and not be challenged and also um, convicted by the fact that we all do that. Mm -hmm. I think even lazy people do that. Yeah. Like it doesn't, you don't necessarily even have to be like someone who's really striving for more and, and really like giving all your energy and effort, but all of us pick up things that that keep us from where we really want to go and if we could just let let it go and just lay it down and i think what was so uh again it was so challenging but then you talked about laying it down and you literally put on baggage and like took it off yeah the truth is it's not as easy as just taking off the baggage though no it's hard it's really hard to learn to be in the less <sighs> because when you say no to something there's probably somebody who's disappointed absolutely there's somebody out there that you're that, letting down that you're letting down yeah. because you're not going to be on their fantasy football league, right? You can't go golf. You're not going to be at their birthday party. There's stuff that people, human beings that you probably care about. Right. When we stopped doing some of that discipleship stuff, there were people that were really upset. Like, this is my connection point. This is my, this my, is my thing. favorite thing. But it was just like, oh, okay. But right. Like we can't, it's now's not the time or it, it had its lifespan. Yeah. You know, I had a pager for a while. Right. And then a pager became antiquated. And like the thing that you love so much is kind of antiquated for mm -hmm. what we're doing right now. And so mm -hmm. we have to let that go. No, it's true. You think about some of those. You've watched that show, The Hoarder Show. Oh, have I watched Hoarders? <laughs> I've watched I've watched Hoarders. I've watched some 600 pound life. I've watched every Honey Boo Boo. You're a fan of the TLC. Me and Rachel, we get down with some TLC uh, chaos. Yes. Little People, Big World. Yes. Oh, geez. That's what's up. Right. We gave up on Little People, Big World. Yeah, they're in, like, little... they're in like season, I don't know, 300 or yeah, something. Yeah, but, but hoarders hold on to things. Sorry. Be no, it's fine. Hoarders <laughs> hold on to things because oftentimes you find out they have this connection to their stuff mm -hmm. that they're so afraid if they let go of it, then they won't have it anymore. And I think for us, we're so afraid that if we put something down or if we let something go, that then we'll just be left with nothing. Mm -hmm. And we can't, uh, we can't some often get to the idea that actually more equals less. We yeah. think that less just equals nothing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what holds so much, so many of us back. Because yes, what you said, were there people that were upset when we canceled things? Absolutely. Were there people that were, that questioned us in, well, why are we not doing this as many times as that? And what it was initially made them feel like was, oh, you don't, you don't care about God. You don't care about this. Mm -hmm. But what was truth was actually we care about God and connecting people to God so much mm -hmm. that in order to get to that more that God has for our church, we have to lay something down. 
But we do that in our own life so often. We're afraid if we say no to the committee, we'll never get to be on an influential panel of people ever again. Yeah. If we say no to the the responsibility to lead the soccer snack team, then all the parents will think that we're the worst mm -hmm. parent and our kid will get treated bad and they won't actually graduate from high school and they'll just be a loser that's in prison. Like right. we go so far <laughs> right. down the rabbit trail of what could possibly happen if we say no one time. If I don't buy these jeans that are on sale right now, I'll never get to buy another pair of jeans again. It's literally my so, trauma, how so, do you know this? So I have to buy <laughs> four pair. Right. Because I colors. might not ever be able to get them again. Yeah. Instead I, of. I had a really nice Jeep I've talked about before that yeah. I sold and got rid of. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the reasons that God led me to do it, that was a God thing, not a trusting thing. I didn't want to, but it was because I had a poverty mindset and I thought, this is it. I've arrived. This is the right. best that I can ever have. And I was clutching onto it. And it was like, no, dude, this is a, this is a poverty mindset. That if I get rid of this, I can never have something fun again. That yeah. God can never do it again. Yeah. We clutch so tightly onto what we have right. that our closed fist disables God from being able to bless us mm. in a greater way. No, oh, it's so true. It's what do so you need good. to put down? I, a verse that I read on Sunday, it said that one handful is better. Well, better is one handful with tranquility right. than two handfuls with turmoil. Right. And sometimes... We just have our hands too full of not God-led things. Right. And it, it really steals away from our tranquility, our peace, our, our joy, our stability. And we're just living a life full of turmoil. Put it down, man. Yeah. Like, we didn't do an episode last week. Like, I, I don't, like what, what did it cost? Like, I wish we did. It's okay. But it would have cost us more negatively yeah. to try to do it to whoever's producing right. to our families to try to get it in the schedule sometimes you can't you're human right. right and and to fully unpack it like in years past that would have been unacceptable to us yes we would have forced it we would have made it be we would have said we have to and it would have caused tension and struggle and mm -hmm. what you're saying turmoil and when in reality and the grand scheme of everything like it's not like you know, there's a million dollars on the line that right. we get it done and all these things. But we do that in small things and big things in our life every single day. And mm. I think when what to me was so convicting of it is just recognizing like, man, if I start to pay attention to this, I might actually make some real progress in my life yeah. if I started to learn to put some things down. Yeah. Because I think so often we just accumulate, not just stuff, I'm talking about accumulate our schedule, accumulate our yeses, accumulate our commitments, accumulate the things that we've said we will do. And we don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. We don't even realize how much we have until we decide to take inventory. And it's in the inventory that we can realize, oh man, I said yes to that three years ago and I just never put it mm -hmm. down again. And is that really what I need to be doing in this season? Yeah. And, and then if I put it down, what are the benefits? What what space do I open up? What space do I allow for something new to come in? And I think we get so afraid to make space because then we'll have to sit in silence for a second that God could actually do something real and new and big in our life if we would be willing to do it. Cut it off. Yeah. Cut it off. Yeah. It's it's not fun. It's scary to take the advice that Whitney right. just, just said, but sometimes... We have to look at stuff and say it's no longer a benefit to me. Right. It was in the season. It was a benefit, but it's now no longer a, a benefit. Um, I uh, I had the privilege to go back this years ago and preach at my home church. Yeah. Like the uh, the church that I grew, grew up, up in and was kind of most connected at, and uh, and I was talking with the the new pastor that's there, and they still have a big organ on stage. Mm -hmm like big organ with the foot pedals and the like, you know, organs have like four layers and all the things of keys. And it has a very old school sounding vibe. And he wanted to move it off the stage. Right. But, 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 but wouldn't. Couldn't, yeah. And Didn't because like of could. all of the like people and all of the thoughts and the, you know, the feelings of stuff. The questions they would have. And yeah. then he wants to have an electric guitar come onto the stage and how people are like, well, I don't know about if we move, we can't get rid of the organ. This is this 
anointed yeah. instrument of the Holy Spirit, right. and the guitar is like the music from the devil or something. <laughs> and I was like, bro, I think that probably back in the 1930s, people didn't have organs on the stage. Hmm. Right. I don't know what they were playing a banjo. I don't like. I don't know musically right. what what was before the pipe organ, but I'm sure that I the pipe harp. I have no a idea. Harp, no, yes, a harp. <laughs> a harp. A harp used to be the like yeah. godly sounding instrument. Yeah, yeah. And so somebody back then was mad that the harp is no longer being right. played, and they've brought in this godless organ, <laughs> and then now the organ into the guitar, and into then the what's keyboard. next? Keyboard yeah. into a synthesizer. <laughs> into somebody's singing robot music at transformation conference. Yeah. Like I, I think that we just have to, if we see that progression, if you're no longer carrying a pager, right. it's because it's no longer a benefit to your life. Right. And so if you're still doing something, if you're still going to that, like girls night with those girls that you don't want to live your life like them, don't want your marriage to look like theirs, then you've got to cut it out. Yeah. Just stop. And not, and, and don't be, I think the biggest thing is like being unapologetic. You and I are really good apologizers. Yeah, too much. We too, are too willing to take the bullet. That's the episode say, we need to do. Yeah. Quit saying you're sorry. Quit saying sorry. That's good. Because we're, we'll are we say sorry for all things. I think a great, a great leader is willing to say sorry, period. That is a huge sign of a great leader. Mm-hmm. How, so I just call this great. So as we are. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh, but there comes a point when you can say sorry too much. And I think that in this, if we're will, if we're really willing to evaluate and realize that more could possibly equal less, we need to do it unapologetically. Yeah. Because what we find ourselves doing, I've done it before, is I say no to something or I cut something off or mm-hmm. I turn it down, but then I so apologize for it that then I start to question myself. Well, everybody else questions. And then they question if whether so sorry, I really- you do it then for? Then why are you doing that? And why, well, then you don't have to. Come back to it, do yeah. it again, pick it back up. And so even in that season that you and I cut those things that we stopped starting, we had to apologize. Hey, we started too many things. Mm-hmm. This is our bad, but now we're going to shift it. But we had to be unapologetic about the shift. Yeah. Because if we weren't, then people were going to say what you just said. And we might have felt what's really true, what I'm trying to get to is then we might have felt guilty and might have questioned what really God was speaking to us. Yeah. And I think that if you feel convicted, you feel challenged by it, you need to make the decision and then be unapologetic about it. If you're in a relationship yeah. that you don't need to be in anymore, whether it's a dating relationship or whether it's a just a friendship relationship, if you know this is not healthy for me anymore, I do not need to be hanging out with this person, working out with this person, going out with this person, whatever it is, I need to be unapologetic unapologetic about the fact that, hey, this is not the right season for this. This is not what I want You're for my life right anymore. You're not the right me. person for me. All of that. And sorry, like. Cut it. Cut it. And don't question it and go back to it because then. 3 a.m. when you're lonely, you're going to be like, maybe I should go back to it. Maybe I should slide back in their DMs. Whoa. For real. If you need to get off some committees that you've been on, you've said yes to, man, where we live in Mansfield is a committee-driven <laughs> city. <laughs> From the city to the school system, like all the things. It's easy to find yourself on all these different areas and being like, yeah, I just want to be involved. I just want to help. I just want to be. But we help too much, and then we don't help ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't help ourselves go into the more that God has for us, cut it off, say it's time. I gotta, I gotta move on. I got more that I gotta do in my life. And by doing more, I'm actually gonna be doing less. And mm-hmm. like, be unapologetic about it. Because I think that we go into it so like sheepish, like, sorry, God's telling me. Number one, don't blame it on him. It's what you are making the decision to do so you can have his more. What? Yeah, what? yeah. or blame it on God. Well, you can blame it on God, but... But I'm saying it's it's not blaming it on God. It's that I'm choosing to follow God's Correct. way. Right. And so this is what's right for me right, right now. No, I'm, yes. I'm just saying, don't be like, the, sorry, God's uh-huh. making me. I don't want to, but God told me. Yeah, yeah, stop yeah. it. Stop yeah. it. That's One of the hardest thing. things that I remember cutting is when we were at the pig. Um, this is post-COVID. Okay. We're doing two services in a 1,200-seat auditorium, post-social distancing, And so everybody's all spread out. Yeah. So imagine 400 adults in a 1,200-seat auditorium spread all out six chairs away from each other in two services. So we had 800 adults coming, right, in two services Mm -hmm. spread out. 
and the energy was garbage. It was buns, as the young ones say. It was buns. <laughs> not honey buns. No. Non-honey buns. No, buns. And so we talked about it and decided that what we needed to do was go back to only having one service. Yeah. We had to shift culture. Social distancing was done. Masks were done. All the things. We've got to bring the coals back together. And we've got to get some energy back some in the fire room. fire stoked back in the room. And, and going from two service to one service, one of the hardest things I ever did because it went against everything I believe. Yeah. You need two services so people can serve one and attend one. You need two services so more people have options. If you work earlier, if you work late. You need two services if you got little kids or you got older kids. You need two services if you stayed out too late getting drunk Saturday night, you can still come to late service. All these reasons, and we want to make seats. Right. And it went against everything in me, but it was what we needed to do. Yeah. And so we had to let go of an entire service. And people were confused. They asked me, Pastor, you have only been vision casting this ever since we met you, and now you're moving us back to one service? Right. And I said, for a little while. And I thought we were only going to go back to one service for eight weeks. Yeah. And we were there for 12 months. Yeah. But it worked. It worked. It worked. I really. I was insecure. You know, I was insecure. What all my other pastor, all my other pastor friends. Yeah. Oh man. Hey, you know, you know what? I think more. I think pastor isn't really struggling over there. Yeah. Man, they they must really be struggling. I mean, they're only doing one service. Wasn't he just doing four services? Right. Man. Ooh. What's what's going on over there? You know, what kind of stupid stuff people are saying. Yeah. But they don't understand there's 1,200 seats. They right. don't understand the dynamic of setup and teardown. They don't understand post-COVID culture. Right. They don't know that we just moved out of a building. You don't need and to apologize. You just need to do what you know you need to do because they don't know all your content. Forget, forget all you scrubs that don't know. That's right. But that doesn't mean it's not a wrestling. Yeah, And is. so that's why we're talking about it because maybe you're wrestling with all these external voices. They don't know. They don't know. If you're supposed to drop something, drop it. Yeah. And don't don't question it. Don't apologize and just do it. And then, and then watch and see. Mm -hmm. I think about it now in that, even that conversation that we had to determine to go back to one service. It was a wrestling conversation. Mm -hmm. Not that we were fighting, that we were, again, wrestling the idea, the understanding. God, what are you saying here? What do we really think? How do we, but, but I wonder now, what would our church have, how would our church have sustained? What would it have been like had we not? What, not? Had we not, had we stayed, I gotta, we gotta gut it out. We gotta do too. We yeah. will. I wonder because we were in such a season of needing the coals to come back together, mm. of needing the energy to be brought back together, of needing the people to link arms together and be the the foundational people of more church that they are today. And it makes me now wonder, oh man, I'm so glad we made that really hard decision. Yeah. It was the right thing. It was not the easy thing for no. everyone. Uh -uh. It meant that there were- It was a backward step. It felt backwards. Yeah. It meant that there were kids workers who missed service yeah. every Sunday that they served. Yeah. They had to watch it online instead, or they had to, yeah, yeah, miss it all together. But, and there were struggles, there were things that were confusing, there were pieces that were not easy and fun. You couldn't, Mess up a little piece in your message. You go, you know what? I'll do it better in second service right. for the recording. I mean, yeah. it was just all kinds of pieces. We would have the service not even record. And then I would have to preach the message to an empty room the next week to just put online. Yeah. And so there were all kinds of pieces that weren't easier, but it was right. Yeah. And I think that if we will allow ourselves to take these steps to really allow more to equal less, we'll look back and it might take a year. It might take some time. Mm -hmm. But we can see that, oh, wow, that is the right thing. It wasn't the easy thing. But the easy thing is never, it's never, it's often not the right thing. If it's easy, then it's not more. Like, yeah. we know this. And, uh, man, I'm super glad we made that decision then. And that really, you're right, is one of the times that I'm like, you know what? When we know there's another hard decision to make, now it's easier. That's the thing about it. You said it to them on Sunday. It's progressive. Yeah. You don't got to drop everything that you're carrying Correct. right now. Yeah. But take one next right step to drop something and allow uh, it to slowly equal less and see what will happen. Yeah. Every once in a while, you get annoyed with me because of something that I do. Like, we'll be talking about something, and then I want to put a timeline on it. 
<laughs> always right so like <laughs> always you want to put a timeline on it whitney had a job once yes. before she came here she was working at an office she didn't want to work at and i was like what's the timeline let's write your resignation letter right now he said what day will you be resigned by and if not and like you had caveats well, yeah. for it so and i was like no this is not your job it's my job don't tell me <laughs> but it was right it was right and was your good. husband was sitting over there going thank you thank god, god for trusting thank, thank god, god for trusting <laughs> so what's your timeline you heard it on Sunday about what you need to put down. Bro, it's God, good. God's been telling you this junk yeah. for two years. That's the thing. What? What's your timeline? Do you know why I hated the timeline? No. It held me oh. accountable That's, to yeah. a moment yeah. of where it was necessary. That's why people get mad at me because I'm a I'm an immovable, immovable, immovable force. force. <laughs> no, it's hard. It's hard to be confronted with change but the thing about being an adult is that we get to pick our own timelines about everything yeah there's no bell to ring or coach to blow a whistle exactly and so we can end up stuck in a cycle forever because we just and i'm we gonna just, we just don't break up you're, you're well she's not listening anyways winnie's helping a lady right now that has a toxic relationship that she needs to break up yeah we but know she, we know of multiple people right now who are in toxic relationships they know they shouldn't be in that are not leading them into the more that right. God has for them. And it, and the thing about it is it just breaks my heart because I'm like, what happens is all we can see is right here. Mm -hmm. We can't see, you know, that imagery. I think about it all the time that Jesus I has that giant, you know, I, that giant teddy bear yeah. that he has and the little girl and she's holding her teddy bear. And he's like, if you'll just give me your teddy that's bear. That's been around since salty songbook. That's right. It's, uh -huh. I was going to say that's old school Jesus stuff, but it's so freaking true mm -hmm. do you know why i had to quit that job so you could step into your calling right but i did not know that was coming and you didn't even know that was coming at that time mm -hmm. but if i was still holding on to that do you know how much harder it would have been to say yes to <laughs> coming here and doing the thing for nothing for a season like well and you had to let go of i don't know what you were getting paid there but i offered whitney ten thousand dollars to come work full right. time in the beginning so she had to let go of 60 yes Probably yes, yes. she had to let go of 60 that yes. she was making to say yes to 10, but that, that, that release and, and step into open up a whole new world for her right. of your calling. And, and so, but had I had and now to, I'm paying you 12. Yeah, exactly. So it's worked out great. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> it's a joke, but, but not having to wrestle those two things at once made it so much easier to right. say yes. And that's what we don't understand. Mm -hmm. Is that if we say we keep uh, so many people, so many people are like, well, I'll say yes to the less when it shows up. Right. But you don't understand how hard the wrestle is going to be mm -hmm. to put down the more when the actual more shows up. Because mm -hmm. sometimes it looks like less first. Jesus, I'll get out of the boat when the waters turn into concrete bricks. Golly. It's not how it worked. Right. He had to get out of the boat onto water. You have to get out into the impossible. And so this is what faith is. It is. You have to say yes, even when to so, the go. So what's Sorry. your timeline? Yeah, it's so frustrating. I wish that you I wish that you were here with us. Right. What's your timeline on the breakup? What's your timeline on putting your resume out? What's your timeline on stopping the committee? It's hard to do. What's your timeline on calling the doctor after my health message and going in a sleep study? What's your timeline? I had a lady. I can say this, right? Because I'm not saying who it is. Yeah. I had a lady come up to me on Sunday crying. Pastor Trust, thank you so much for your health message. My my doctor's been trying to get me to do a sleep study for three years and I wouldn't do it. And I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And so I went and I did my sleep study after your message and I'm having 900 episodes a night. And she said, I'm, I'm having many like heart episodes, palpitations every night, suffocating. And so thank you so much. Wow. But she's, but, she's, but notice, she's choking but notice, to death. She's choking night. to death. Yeah. But notice, her doctor's been telling her for three years. Right. She's known what what she needs to do, but it's it's scary or it's uncomfortable or I don't know what the outcome is. And then she met this in in I mean the Holy Spirit did this moment in her <laughs> in life. In an immovable force. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying this this moment happened yeah. where she finally said, Okay, but what if she would have done it three years ago? Yeah. How long? Are you going to waver between right. these two opinions? You know who that is? That's Elijah. That's Elijah on Mount Carmel right. and the prophets of Baal. How long are you going to waver between this false God mm -hmm. and the real God? Today, follow, follow what God is leading you to do because the fire's coming.
It's really true. I'm going, I'm going Old Testament. Yeah. Waha. <laughs> David. Uh, John Hagee. You know who John Hagee <laughs> yeah, is? Yeah. Every Sunday, growing up, getting ready for church, my dad, we had this little TV in our kitchen. It was like the a square. Yep. It was a square yep. TV. He had John Hagee on. Mm-hmm. And uh, careful John Hagee now, because he's like went real... I'm not sure if he's like a political... Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, this dude is straight up... He's yeah. like more Republican than he is Jesus follower. Oh. But anyways, don't be mad at me, John Hagee. But he'll <laughs> preach and he'll go, give him praise and glory. And then he snaps. He wears a lapel. And he would snap in his. Why does he snap? What does the snap do? It, it's. I mean, it's so loud in the in the oh, auditorium. Is it the power of the Holy Spirit? Give him praise and glory. You know, sometimes <laughs> I'll preach. Yeah. And I'll be like, man, God, God is. I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that he. It's it's that. What he would do. Oh, okay, that's funny. No. I start talking about John Hagee. What? But, but go back to what you were saying because <laughs> it was really good. And I had a good train myself. of thought. No, it's so good. The timeline is so. Elijah. Elijah, how long? Oh, that. But you have to, but you have to hold yourself to it. And then, I mean, the thing is, having you holding me to that. I was never going to stop asking you if you had sent your resignation ever. And do you want to know? I mean, the honest truth about that job is, it it was incredibly hard to quit. I quit and gave them a timeline, and they called me back in their office every single day with more money, with a more money offer every single day maybe not every single day but, but then they every other day and then after i quit hey come back and hey different hours and and like and i'm she's over here working for me i don't know what i'm doing in pain or nothing right <laughs> it was bananas right but i had to be unapologetic about what i knew i i had to do and then really it helped to have someone and i think that's the part as adults it's really easy i go to the gym and i tell myself how long i'm going to run on the treadmill but mm-hmm. I am the only person that knows how you, long I said I was going to run. But you're also the only person you cheat if you don't. Right. Right. You're, only, you're, the, you're the one getting cheated if you give up. It's true. And so, like, it's hard sometimes. And so if you are not a crazy, competitive against yourself kind of person like me, because yeah. I will not. If I told myself, to, yesterday, I told myself I will run for at least 15 minutes today. And my treadmill stopped at eight minutes and 20 seconds. I don't know why it acted like it, you know, the stop button got, but it's it weight, didn't. Weight capacity. And yeah, that's what it was. And I was like, dang it. Dude, Julia's <laughs> mad at me. I'm getting, I'm getting laser eyes from Julia. She's like, don't say that. It's a joke. If Obvi- it, obviously no. not, it's not true. I knew he was joking. Uh, and so I got off and I was so ticked. And then I was like, just get back you on. freaking loser, get back on. Yeah. And so I got back on a different treadmill. And then, you know what I did? I ran five minutes even longer Boom. than the seven minutes I needed Boom to make the devil. The, because I'm like, yeah, exactly. No, but you got to do it. And so if you're not that kind of person who can set your own goal and meet it for yourself, then you better tell somebody, I will break up with this person. I will quit this committee. I will say no to this thing. I will get rid of some of my stuff. I will get out of debt. I will start paying off this credit card, whatever it is. Get a friend that will actually hold you accountable because mm-hmm. I've had friends who didn't hold me accountable. Sometimes you need not nice friends. Yeah, you need a friend who will, uh, wounds from a friend can be trusted. It's so Bible. thank God you've stopped me a bunch of times. <laughs> it's, Bible. it's Bible. And so get a friend who will hold you accountable and then ask them, hold me accountable. Ask me about this. Really, I need you to keep me there. And then don't get offended when they ask you because hello, you want them to help you. And and then do it. Dude, do it. When he's mic dropping all over Well, the I just am like, golly, we, I just had that revelation in this moment Mm. that like if i would have had to wrestle because i was also still had the cosmetic job part-time and then i had that if i'm just like oh wow i don't even realize so thanks bro because i don't even realize how much easier that yes was because i had already wrestled putting some other things down well you knew it's what you wanted sometimes we just need to help we made a decision which i want to do an episode but i'm nervous we uh were affiliated with a denomination uh-huh. That we have disaffiliated with. Yes, I want to do an episode on I that, know. but I don't know. I'm nervous. Maybe when, maybe in ten years. <laughs> sound off. It's ten years. Sound off. Somebody and tell us. Should if we, we do that if or we not? Talk oh about god! It. And so, man, I was wrestling it so bad, and me and you and Aaron and Rachel were in the car driving somewhere together for four hours. Yeah, and we talked about it. You got mad. Not- mad? No, mad. I had. Not panic attack, but maybe. Kind of. I cried. I had to pull the car over. I had to say, we got to stop talking about this. And then 30 minutes later, I brought it back up. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> sometimes it's hard, man. It's hard. Sometimes letting go of things you've been connected to so long is excruciatingly painful to even think about it because there's loss associated with letting something go and the truth is you have to have community yeah you have to have some people to process it with you or else i wouldn't have done it yeah and the truth is it's not like the minute you i couldn't have done it could couldn't have wouldn't have couldn't have because it's too hard yeah but and then the truth is like I'm, i'm thinking about that job for me thinking about this disaffiliation it doesn't mean that the minute that you lay that stuff down then all the more shows up no so that's the part that also sucks right is that like it actually was about nine months from when i i quit that job Mm. till all that shift happened in church leadership all the pieces that i stepped into what it was it was actually not probably about nine months uh in between but i still knew it was right Mm -hmm. and even though it was confusing and i was a little bit floundering at my other little part-time gig that i had i was still kind of like what then i know you told i know this was Mm -hmm. right but why and even in this other big thing you're talking about there's been a lot of floundering floundering questions even what we talked about today literally today at lunch a little flounder action yeah i'm not talking about dude from little mermaid i'm talking about my emotions yeah of like dang it god i know we were supposed to but why and what's coming and is this, are we just going to flounder out Floundering here? is what happens when you take a fish out of water and, and it you let it sit around. there. It flounders. Yeah. Because he's about to suffocate. It feels he's like he's about flopping to, yeah. around. And so don't be surprised if there's a little bit of floundering after oh. you drop some of the more Holy before God. we get to the list. Yeah. Fight through the flounder. Fight through it. That's good. That will preach. It would. See, I told you it might be four weeks or five. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just we got to get to the next one. No, it's good. I know. I'm just Fight kidding. Fight through the flounder. But it's true because. That's a sermon. Yeah. It, it's easy to think of Jesus as a superhero. You and I grew up watching those cartoons, mm-hmm. listening to the songs. We have firm faith and there's been times that it's been shaken mm-hmm. because Jesus didn't show up as my superhero. That's a mm-hmm. song that we used to sing. Jesus, you're my superhero. You're my, my friend, God, my, my best, best friend. friend. And it's like, why the junk didn't you show up and be a superhero? And he's like, hold on, I'm a superhero. <laughs> yeah, I'm Lowell Slane. I just hit the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's got it working. It's just not in our timeline in the way we want it to be in the moment we think it should be. And that the more is coming from this last season mm-hmm. but just don't give up in it if you don't have anybody to hold you accountable message us yeah tell us what you're gonna drop and give us your timeline and we will chase you down and we're make gonna sure chase you, you down yeah that's really good we're gonna chase your tail down no don't get mad when you we do and People you're like well <laughs> i don't know i think god god didn't change his mind yeah he didn't he didn't no <laughs> it's good true guys love y'all yes so glad that you're apart if you have any questions comments concerns critiques that's fine email them and if they're a critique we're gonna throw them right in the trash <laughs> that's not true <laughs> we'll listen to it but uh yeah that's good we're gonna do a soon episode on stop saying sorry and then okay oh, yeah. fine ask him if we're allowed to do the other one <laughs> what does your face mean i don't know what if they what if 10 people say or 100 people say yes talk about it yeah then we'll talk about it that's for sure if people tell us to talk about it, well, then we should. Because <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works. Is the the majority is <laughs> always the smartest. <laughs> I'm saying if it's from the right heart. I don't know. You're right. I don't know. Okay. That's all. What else? We love you guys. Love Follow, y'all. subscribe, all the things. See ya.